Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, everyone? College football is just one week away. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Diehard fans dream of this. (laughs) Thank you, Junior. (laughs) Sorry. Diehard fans dream of this time of year and eat up anything and everything that has to do with their team leading up to the season. One of the hot topics this offseason has been conference realignment and playoff expansion. And to talk about what this could possibly mean for BYU and college football as a whole, KSL sports writer and radio host Mitch Harper will join me later in the show. But first, let's bring on the man who recently returned from the land of the rising sun, fulfilling his Olympic dreams, Junior Phillips. Konnichiwa, Junior. Ah, konnichiwa. No, it's, thank, that was one of the coolest experiences. Thank you for that hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am so excited for college football. I am so excited. Oh, man. It's going to be amazing. Well, before we get into all the gloriousness that is college football rumors, tell me what was your biggest takeaway from your time at the Tokyo Games in Japan? So I worked basketball, and we didn't get a lot of time um, to get out and kind of be tourists. So most of my experiences were in the basketball arena, which was awesome for me. But I would say I didn't realize how emotional it would be when Team USA won. Now, Hmm. they've won a lot um, in the Olympics and stuff, and they were obviously favored to win. But just kind of that feeling and that relief when they did win and stuff in the medal ceremony, there's just something special about the Olympics. And to be there and to to kind of to be a part of it and stuff was amazing and uh, something that you'll never – I'll never be able to duplicate. Mm, I can't even imagine and it, it, whether they were expected to win or not. How cool that you got to, to be a part of that. So, well, welcome back. Welcome back to the U.S. of A. Uh, where football is king, Junior, as you know. There are always rumors in the offseason leading up to football season, which honestly can get us through some bad days, right? So yes. right now one of the biggest topics of discussion is conference realignment and playoff expansion. Texas and Oklahoma have already said they are joining the SEC in 2025 which is a huge hit for the Big 12. Will the Big 12 become extinct? Will there eventually be one huge SEC that takes over the whole league and becomes a super conference? We don't know. Honestly, any and all of it is possible. And we will get into more later in the show. But first, I want to discuss what five conference team, I know conferences are larger than five teams, but for the sake of time, we're going to say five. What five teams in the West would you, Junior, as a fan, like to see in the same conference? Well, obviously with BYU, you have to include Utah in that. I think having Utah in the conference, beating them in a conference game means more than just a regular non-conference game. So I think you got to have them in Mm -hmm. there, have it late in the season, have it mean something. So that's an easy one. I think Boise State. um, (laughs) And and here's why. They've they've been good. They're a name. And there's kind of developed a really good rivalry with with BYU. Now, BYU's got the last two. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's going to be a great game this year. So I, I'm excited about that one, kind of the regional tie-in and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it always feels good to beat Boise State. So you got to have Boise State right. in there. Okay. And I think if you're saying West, I, I don't like this team, but you need a villain in there. So USC – USC to keep in there in the same conference as BYU because it's a name. And every time you beat USC, it means something. And so Uh playing in the conference, you'll have more. Um, Now, since we're strictly talking football, we're not talking basketball. 
I don't know that you need a uh, UCLA with them. Okay. okay. So, um, and then with that, oh, I love Oregon being in there as well. Another fun team to beat out west. I'd love to keep it west. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, and Washington would be another. And so we're, those we're getting kinda, past five here, Junior. That's that's my five. <laughs> well, BYU plus five. So we'll go BYU plus five. But oh, BYU the, plus five. Okay, yeah. I'm BYU okay. plus five because obviously BYU. Um, you right. would want to have them in there. So BYU and the other five. Those would be my five. And I think you don't necessarily need the you know USC UCLA, but I think those ones okay. are big enough names and teams that if BYU was in the conference, they could beat, and that would be a fun one where you wouldn't necessarily know who would win every week. Right. Okay, well, so I'm with you. I'm with you on the, the first three that you said. BYU, duh, Utah, because of the holy war. I'm sorry. So I, I don't know if you heard Kyle Whittingham's comments. He got asked something the about in-state the game. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Just really hysterical. If you haven't seen that, go back and watch it. I'm sure it will will fuel your fire if you're a BYU fan. But I actually love it, Junior. I really do because <laughs> even if you're trying to avoid it, it even it just fuels the fire even more. You know, by avoiding it, you're oh, making yeah. it bigger. <laughs> and so I I ask, I just love it. So I want BYU Utah to be in the same conference and I'm with you Boise State. They're a new rival for BYU. It's an exciting game year in and year out. Boise State has proven themselves to be worthy of being in a big conference as well. So I I I would love them to uh, to step up in, into a good conference. So for me, the last two, I have also have some honorable mentions, but the last two, I have Arizona and Arizona State because I'm sticking in regionally as well. And I like rivalries. Arizona, Arizona State, they have the duel in the desert. So they have a really good rivalry too. So I think it'd be so fun to have these uh, Western teams and have their, their rivals in the same conference because it's been a shame in these last the last decade or so with all these conference realignments and, and so many good and, and classic college football rivalries are not in the same conference anymore. And so it's just not as fun. My, my honorable mentions here are Stanford and USC. They're a good rival. Uh, Colorado, Colorado State, and possibly San Diego State. So, yes, so in the West, um, I think those would be some fun teams. All right, Junior, let's, let's quickly talk about our thoughts on playoff expansion. As a fan, I love it. I love that more teams will have the chance to get to the national championship. I love that some of these schools with less money who have great uh, years who are usually left out, great teams, will get the chance to show what they got against the big dogs. And most of all, it means more games of college football for us to watch. It also means more money for broadcast companies, sponsors, schools, etc. It's a win-win. So, Junior, what do you like about the idea of college playoff expansion? I think that's great. I think more games and stuff, games that mean something where you're, you know, you have a chance. I, I think that's what makes the the basketball tournament March Madness so great is that no matter one to sixty eight, you got a chance. We could do this. Right. Um, and now that a 16 has beaten a one, like there's a little more hope in that. And so I think football would kind of be the same way. The only thing that I would say against that is you lose what the bowl games mean. So like mm-hmm. the Rose Bowl, um, the Fiesta Bowl. But I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's a nostalgia thing, but is it time to move on? 
from that. Right. Um, right. And stuff. So I'm all about more football, more college football. And having these games mean something and have it be truly a reward and the opportunity to go out there and show what you got. Um, you know, that, I think that that's really what makes college athletics great um, is there's always a chance. I, I completely agree. And it makes the last few games of the season more meaningful, especially for independence and some of these group of five teams. So on the other hand, for me, what worries me the most about playoff expansion is the health of the players. Football yeah. is brutal on players' bodies. And I don't know if it would be a good idea to risk their health for just a few more games. And so to me, that's kind of the biggest downside. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's devastating. And some of these players have the opportunity to make a lot of money in the NFL and stuff. And putting that at risk with you know, a big injury or something like that. So I, I can definitely see that. Um, but I, I think you also – you know, if they're still going to be playing, uh, maybe you shorten the regular season a little bit. If you're letting more teams in, you eliminate the non-conference, the need for non-conference, and you get right into conference and go. And then have those games on the back end that mean more than some of these non-conference games where teams are playing the directional techs, the Southwest Louisiana tech, you know, and then right. it makes them play bigger games. So Alabama's got to play all, you know, eight, nine big games leading into the playoff and stuff. And I think that that would be better. So I think you can kind of cut off on one end and move it to the back end so you have the same number of games. So you're not putting more wear and tear on these athletes' bodies, but you're getting that opportunity. Hmm. Junior, that is not a bad idea. You may you may have to make a few phone calls. Yeah, I think the, I think those are some really good ideas. I guess we'll see what happens, uh, see what the future holds, and and I, I think it would just be an awesome thing, especially for fans. Honestly, it comes down to it means more college football for us to watch, and that's what makes me so excited. Junior, you're awesome. Thanks for joining me. And up next, let's find out what KSL Sports Radio host and writer Mitch Harper thinks about it all and where BYU may fit into the mix. Don't go anywhere. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. Conference realignment and playoff expansion rumors have been one of the topics that have kept us busy during the college football offseason. And naturally for BYU fans, they want to know where the Cougars fit into it all. To talk more about that and the buzz surrounding BYU, let's bring on BYU Insider for KSLSports.com and the host of the Cougar Tracks podcast and Cougar Sports Saturday on KSL News Radio, Mitch Harper. Thanks for taking the time to come on with me, Mitch. Yeah, happy to be on board with you, Lauren. A, a lot of fun. Looking forward to this conversation. All right, let, let's start with this. So we know the SEC is expanding with Texas and Oklahoma, which leaves the Big 12 without two of their powerhouses and moneymakers. Something needs to happen there, but there's also the possibility of other conferences expanding. Mitch, if you had a, your choice of what conference BYU should join, which would it be? To me, Lauren, the answer is easy. It's the Pac-12. And I know that politically, maybe there's some hurdles to overcome with you know Stanford and Cal, but I think geography still matters in college football, even though it feels like it's shifting away. But people care about regional rivalries and you have that built-in opportunity with BYU and Utah. And I think that BYU, even if they were just a football-only member, 
uh, they would bring mm-hmm. a ton of value to the Pac-12 conference. So to me, that would be the, the kind of pie in the sky dream. That would be the perfect scenario for BYU. And what what are I mean, the, the, some of the things are obvious, obviously, the, the the big fan base, the national fan base. But what do you think is the biggest value that BYU can bring to that conference? Well, I think the, the national following is, is massive. And not only is it a national following, but it's a digitally savvy uh, fan base, too. I mean, you you see it with your show and with BYU Broadcasting and here at, you know, KSL Sports, like BYU fans, they span far and wide with their readership, every, everything that BYU, it's out there with BYU, they consume. And I think that if, you know, the Pac-12 was to put their product, their their TV deal with a Apple Plus or a digital entity, BYU fans would sign up and they would drive up the interest for that product instantly because out West, we just don't have many programs that have passionate followings uh, for college football. BYU is one of the rare exceptions. And I think that that matters in this sport. And I think that when it comes to the next wave of realignment, it's all going to be about digital and how much, you know, eyeballs can you get on a product? And I think BYU clearly they'll, they'll get eyeballs on the product, even when it's a, a mediocre team, BYU fans will always care. And that matters. And I think that's something that's rare in, in this landscape of college football. Absolutely. I saw you mention your article that you said BYU fans even subscribe to watch UMass. So imagine what they're going to do when, when it's different teams. Um, so, Mitch, how do you think the SEC expanding is going to impact the college football landscape as a whole? Because that's sort of interesting. They're sort of developing this, this super conference. How do you think that that uh, impacts college football? Yeah, I think it's going to be a massive impact because I feel like we're shifting to a landscape where it's just going to be the SEC crowning a national champion. And we don't want to see mm-hmm. that because we want the sport to still have a national presence. I, I think that. You know, potentially, I thought it was kind of a under the radar story for some reason, but it was kind of big where the Pac-12, the Big Ten and the ACC all met and kind of were discussing an alliance. And to me, that's the last thing BYU wants to hear, because then you're talking about those four leagues, SEC and those three, uh, you know, being kind of the only things that matter potentially in college football. So I feel like, you know, the, the shift that we're seeing in the sport is it's going to become more of a semi-pro model where maybe uh, these, you know, group of teams, maybe it's 40, 60 teams, they're putting out their product to the likes of ESPN, Fox, CBS, whatever it may be, to try and get the highest dollar value and to drive up interest with the college football playoff. And I, I think for BYU, they have to find a path that gives them the best access to a potential 12-team playoff, if that does happen. Uh, you know, maybe that could still get derailed with all this moves with Texas and Oklahoma. But if there's a 12 team playoff, BYU has to find a way to get access to that thing. And, and if it's independence, great. But if it's a group of five or whatever it may be, they just got to have access to the playoff. Cause that's ultimately what BYU fans want is the opportunity to play that put this program at the highest levels possible. And that's really, I think what they can all, all they can ask for. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about the playoff expansion here in just a little bit, but I'm curious your thoughts on this, Mitch. So SDC is kind of forming their own super conference. What would your thoughts be if like the PAC 12 here in the West did something similar, maybe you add Boise state and BYU, like you said, football only, do you see that being uh, beneficial or, or potentially an option at all? Yeah, I think, I think it has to be on the table for the PAC 12 because two months ago, Everyone in college football would have said, if you asked them who's the weakest power five league, they would have instantly said the Pac-12 conference. Obviously, mm-hmm. that changed when Texas and Oklahoma bolt for the SEC. But, you know, we've seen in this sport that every decade or so, one league is going to get cannibalized and they're going to be gone. You know, it was the Big East back in the right. day, the Southwest Conference. The Pac-12 has to be proactive. And I think that it's 
it's a positive development that that uh, George Klievkov, the commissioner of the league, is there. He's a new, uh, you know, voice. He's he's all about you know making money and making football a priority. If it was Larry Scott, there's no chance this ever happens with BYU. But maybe with that new voice and also having some connections with. Jamie Zaninovich, who was once with the WCC, maybe there can mm-hmm. be some inroads and some opportunities for BYU to strengthen relationships. Because we know, Lauren, Tom Homo, he is all about relationships. And I think BYU oh, yeah. has done a nice job over the past decade as an independent in enhancing relationships. You see that with all the scheduling agreements with Stanford's and Cal's and USC's programs that BYU never scheduled when they were not an independent. So I think that those are positive inroads that BYU has made to maybe reshape the narrative around BYU, the university and everything about it. So I think that's a good thing. Uh, you know, will a league ultimately want to partner up or marry up with BYU? That's to be determined, but I think that the PAC 12 has to be proactive. And if you want to add someone that brings value to your league, BYU is a home run choice in my opinion. Absolutely. It's so interesting. I'm not one that's like stuck in the past and wants to do things traditionally. There is a little nostalgia to it and it's a little sad to see things change and changing and very money driven, but it is the world that we live in. And uh, so I, I hope BYU has a future in it. So let's talk about the, the football playoffs and the possible expansion. What benefit do you see uh, in expanding the playoffs? Well, I feel like with expanding the playoffs to potentially 12 teams, I feel like pretty much anyone in college football, could, their, their head coaches can look at their team and say, guys, if we, do, you know, X, Y, and Z, we got a chance to play for the national title. I think that's one of the great things about college basketball is that, you know, Mark Pope can look at his team and say, hey, we're, we can shoot for a national title. Kalani Sataki doesn't really have that luxury. Like, it's it's not an right. option for BYU to play for a national title. And that's kind of an unfortunate thing with with this sport. It's it's the greatest sport that college sports has to offer, but yet only about 12 teams are legitimately have a shot to win it. So I think just that that chance, that access would be huge for, for college football. And I think, again, making it a national sport because I feel like interest out West is kind of deteriorating a little bit. I just don't feel, feel like there's as much interest in the PAC 12 BYU still its own unique entity with the national following, but uh, th- this has got to become a national sport again. I think 12 teams would uh, inject some life into this sport that that's much needed. It's getting kind of stale. We're just seeing Clemson, Ohio state, Alabama, every single year. We need some novelty. Mm-hmm. We need some new teams in this thing. Absolutely. I agree with you. One thing I do see on the other hand is that we just think just thinking of injuries for these players, you and I know football is such a brutal sport and injuries are so much a part of that. And there's so many of these guys trying to make it to the next level and make some money. Do you think that the expanding the playoffs just could just increase that risk of injury since we're adding more and more games? I think it's a definite risk, but I think one of the values uh, to being on one of these teams that could make the playoff with this NIL era is that players can make money. You know, that you could, yeah. if you're on a team that's going to the playoff, you, you, you can at least, uh, you know, counter those risks with maybe landing some big NIL endorsements. You know, BYU has been great in that space with built for life. And, but you're seeing some of these individuals in, in the Alabamas and, and the Georgias getting these big deals with some marquee brands like Dr. Pepper and Chick-fil-A. Like it, it's <laughs> cool to see. So I feel like, Yes, there's the risk of, of suffering that injury with a longer season. But, hey, these guys now have that luxury to make some some big-time money. And if you're in the playoffs, uh, these brands clearly want to invest in college football athletes and, and throw some money their way. So I think that's that's one of the positive things with this. If, you, if you're going with the playoff a longer season without NIL, I don't feel like you can realistically do it. But now that NIL is an option and it's an opportunity for these athletes, 
I think it's okay. Mm, I love that. That's a really good point. College football starts in one week, which is absolutely insane. Uh, it is, I just think everything with COVID, I don't know if time has sped up or slowed down. I don't know what's going on, but college football is already here. Mitch, what's your favorite thing about this time of year? I love the optimism. I love the excitement and the the potential for for everything. You know, it, everything's on the table. Who who could be that that new face that emerges and becomes a star of a team? And you know, BYU's always got a handful of guys every single season, especially early on, that'll just emerge out of nowhere and become a household name. I love that excitement for this time of the year. And I just again, I, I think that with BYU fans too. Uh, they are are so excited and passionate about their program. It's just fun to see them excited for a, for a new season. I, I love that uh, that build up to a season opener. So I just think the the endless possibilities, the storylines, it's just so much fun. Because once you get to the grind of the season, and maybe a team's three and four, it's like uh, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like you're 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 running thin on some of the storylines. But there's so much endless opportunities this time of the year. It makes a lot of fun to cover it. Absolutely. Even after a first loss, sometimes the energy goes downhill. But uh, even as a media member, I would just get butterflies on the sideline of those games. The very first game it is. It's just so exciting. There's so many awesome things about college football. And you've been covering fall camp for BYU the last few weeks. Definitely a tougher schedule than last year. Zach Wilson's gone. A few experienced O-linemen gone. From what you've seen so far, what are the possibilities of having a similar uh, season or success as last season? I think it's, I think the nation is kind of sleeping on this BYU team because I feel like the depth is top notch. What, what, what Kalani Sataki has done in overhauling the entire roster with quality football players that I feel can play at a moment's notice, that has been a notable development under Kalani that I don't think was happening under Bronco or, or Gary Crowen or even to a lesser scale with Lavelle back in the day. Kalani is building a deep roster and you see in the offense, I feel like the wide receivers and running backs are the best they've been since BYU has been an independent, the quarterback room, it definitely goes three deep. I think, you know, when you're hearing comparisons to Jacob Conover to remind uh, Aaron Roddick, a little bit of Zach Wilson, that that's gotta be pretty exciting. I think it's going to be Jaron Hall. Who's going to be that starting quarterback. And rightfully so. I think what his commitment to what he's invested with working with John Beck, sacrificing baseball, because I know Mike Littlewood, believes Jaron Hall could be a pro if he was full-time with baseball. Mm. He could be an MLB guy. So the fact that he's sacrificing that, he's going to be your starter, in my opinion. Uh, but I just I love the pieces that BYU has offensively. And defensively, I feel that the depth is good, too. And the defensive line, I think, is, is a storyline that's quietly emerging as a strength of this BYU defense. Everyone looks at the linebackers, maybe to a lesser scale, they say the secondary the D line, Tyler Batty is the best pass rusher BYU's had in, I think, 15 years in the program. I mean, mm-hmm. at least since Ziggy Ansaw, that's about 10 years now. And mm-hmm. Batty's going to be a monster. And Octonai Samahe, he, he's he's a perfect guy to fill in the role of Kairos Tonga. So I just, I love the personnel. And I think even if they have some injuries, as we've seen, Lauren, uh, BYU can withstand that because I think they got a lot of depth at a, pretty much every position across the board. That's interesting to hear you say that because oftentimes during fall camp, you hear the coaches say stuff like how we heard Kalani say, this is probably the deepest team that I've ever had. And then you don't know if you believe it or not. And really you don't really see until the season starts, but you actually believe that Mitch. Is that right? Yeah, I, I do. Because I, it's just, you look at kind of the, the measurables. Like I love how Kalani is constructing the roster where you're getting guys that maybe aren't of the LDS faith or, or they're coming from all different walks of life. And it's kind of a melting pot of cultures. I love what's happening 
with Kalani's program. But more than that, just look at the measurables. You're looking at the cornerbacks and they're six one and they got massive hands and like the arm length, like the, they might be getting under the radar recruits that are two star athletes. And you think, uh, what's to get excited about those guys, but it's the measurables that they have. And then they get to BYU and this coaching staff, they have a track record with turning these hidden gems into diamonds. And that's a recipe for success. And with the power of, BYU's national following, the schedule, it gets the most out of guys. And I think that it's bringing a competitive depth in the program that we haven't seen in a long time. And I think it's a reason for excitement that I feel like this team, if things go their way early on, I think they could be a team that wins nine games. And that would be a great follow-up to a season last year where the nation was buzzing about BYU football for the first time in years. This would be a huge step in the right direction. So I think eight to nine is definitely within reason for BYU this year. Mm, that's good to hear. And you mentioned Jaron Hall and the sacrifices that he's making to be on the team, which it's crazy to me, the draw of football. Some of these guys that have full ride scholarships to different sports and some of them are walk-ons on football and they, they do it because they love football. And I, I love that so much. You mentioned also some other guys on the defense. What player do you see that you are honestly the most excited about? It's a good question. I, I feel like uh, the guy that I'm really excited about on this in this team is Puka Nakua. I, I feel like he is a mm. talent that we just don't see very often at BYU. I remember watching him in high school at Orem High. He's he's one of the best high school athletes I've ever seen uh, coming up through the ranks. I follow recruiting extensively, and and Puka is as lead an elite of a talent as BYU has seen in a long time. I, I think that in a best case scenario, not to get too blue goggled or anything like that. But I feel like if, <laughs> if everything kind of goes his way and his development, I know he's been banged up a little bit in fall camp and coaches are easing him into things, but I feel like he is as big of a play receiver as we've seen since Austin Collie. And I, I don't say that lightly because wow. there's a deep reverence for, I think the history of BYU football I have for this <laughs> program, but he is that good. And, you know, you pair wow. him up with Gunnar Romney, who's coming into his senior year, getting attention from NFL scouts. Like, BYU's receiver room is deep. And if Puka Nakua can stay healthy, his last couple of years at Washington, he was battling the hamstring, also dealt with the bout of COVID-19. Puka Nakua is as good as advertised. He is an instant impact home run threat. Cannot wait to see him, but he's got to stay healthy. That's going to be the key for him because he is he is one of the best athletes I've seen BYU add in the wide receiver room in, in many, many years. Mitch, you are incredible. So much knowledge, honestly. Your radio show is incredible. BYU Insider for KSLSports.com and host of the Cougar Tracks podcast and Cougar Sports Saturday on KSL News Radio. Mitch Harper. Mitch, thank you so much for coming on with me. Yeah, it was a pleasure, Lauren. Always appreciate it and uh, looking forward to seeing you this fall. You got it. We'll chat soon. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Mitch Harper and Junior Phillips for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.